Hello and a warm welcome back to Check-In, the Vanlander Airport's podcast. I'm Andy Lynch and thanks for joining us once again. Regular listeners will remember that in episode two, we spoke to Vanlander's Mark Elliott, who gave us an amazing overview of the situation at security checkpoints. As we discovered, in light of the COVID-19 crisis, a lot can change when it comes to passing through an airport. But as the old cliche goes, there's nothing more permanent than change. In today's episode, we'll be discussing how a data-driven and solution-oriented mindset can improve the security process at airports. It almost goes without saying that airports will have different needs and requirements, so how can they seamlessly incorporate change when it comes to their own equipment and procedures? To help me answer that question, I'm pleased to say that we're joined on check-in by Gunther van Andrikum, who's the managing director of Point Forward. Based in the Netherlands, Point Forward is a data-driven security firm with a focus on technology and innovation while addressing the human factors involved. And I'm delighted to say that Gunther joins me on the line now. So it's good to have you uh, on check-in, Gunther. Where are you joining us uh, from today? Um, joining from the office, uh, obviously uh, in the current situation, uh, I'm pretty, pretty stationary, quite a different from the traveling we do a lot. Luckily for me, uh, both my home and, and the office is, uh, is, is close to each other in the neighborhood of uh, Schiphol, Schiphol Airport. At the office, we've taken some measures uh, implementing, uh, let's say, uh, safety uh, to, uh, for the COVID uh, situation, trying to keep everybody safe and healthy. And meanwhile, we are just continuing our work, uh, focusing on new technology concepts, developments, uh, obviously uh, advising a lot on the COVID measures, but also, let's say, moving forward on the uh, uh, long-term developments we do, the partnership we have with companies and the customers around us. And I think the main thing at the moment is that we move from a CAPEX world into an OPEX world, where operational expense is really really where people want to spend their money, short return on investments and, and a direct impact on the operations. That, that's really the time we live in. Oh, but good. Good that you managed to uh, still keep busy, but uh, making sure that everybody's still uh, healthy and happy in what's been uh, quite an incredible year, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's incredible uh, how the world around uh, changes us. Uh, let's say I remember reading a, an article saying that the uh, let's say the downtime we had in aviation industry uh, after nine eleven was twenty days, except for obviously the some of the airports in the US. But now with COVID, this has been keeping us uh, let's say uh, keeping us busy for so long, and will be for many months more. Indeed, yeah, and and one of those uh, I won't ask this question because there is uh, it's too much of a question mark to it. But uh, we all hope that there'll be uh, you know a dot on the horizon that we will will soon reach uh, and returning to normal. Uh, I think you hear the word normal quite a lot these days, but uh, we, we hope that indeed it does. Yeah, it used to be a time I was proud not to be normal, but uh, I guess I'm <laughs> I'm anxious to be normal. Yeah, we we would welcome the return of normal. I think definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So um, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Gunther. I, I heard that uh, in a former life, you used to be the R&D security manager at, at Schiphol Airport. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, started in the aviation security industry a rough 20 years ago at Schiphol Airport. Uh, before that, uh, I, uh, I used to be a construction engineer, so uh, uh, doing uh, utility buildings. And uh, therefore, Skipper was uh, was interesting, but uh, started out uh, developing, let's say, new concepts for uh, for the airport, uh, specifically on on technologies, introducing trials, creating, let's say, continuous improvement, 
for the Schiphol security operations. Uh, be ready for new legislation uh, at the time. Just after 9-11, as just mentioned, uh, all the new legislation came into play. So I, I also, uh, on behalf of Schiphol and the Dutch government, uh, was very active in the European, let's say, uh, legislation, uh, working with ECAC and, and all the, uh, let's say, all the bodies around it, creating this new framework on, on how to deal with the, these, these emerging threats. And, uh, yeah, in my time at, at Schiphol, uh, responsible for development of security scanners, uh, uh, automated threat detection, parameter intrusion systems, but also remote screening. Uh, I think uh, remote screening, or some people call it the CIP, centralized image processing, uh, 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 was conceived at the time. I think initially it was 2004 when we started working around it. And at the time it was Opto Security uh, under the name of eVelocity. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a long time and it's been loving it, let's say, every every year, every second. And for the last 10 years, running running Point Forward as a as an entrepreneur. It's interesting uh, uh, and how much something can change in, in 20 years, I, I guess, in a lot of different sectors and fields. You might not expect to see too many changes in that remit, but uh, I guess for you in security in 20 years, you, you've you witnessed uh, quite a lot of uh, significant changes, I would imagine. Yeah, that's a, and, and, and sometimes the changes are, are long-term and, uh, and you see... That, that you envision something already, uh, let's say, some time ahead. And sometimes it just needs to be extremely quick, like the introduction of uh, the liquid and gel scenarios at, at airports. That you almost throw away your long-term uh, uh, deployment sheets because it had to be done overnight almost. So you touched on your, your company there, Point Forward. Uh, tell us a little bit more, Gunther, about the history and what it is that you, you guys are doing there. So, yeah, leaving Schiphol uh, uh, after, let's say, close to 10 years, I, I really wanted to take that experience and, and, and basically uh, project it on other airports, on working with OEMs, with governments, uh, uh, really left the job I loved the most uh, uh, ever. But I really had the ambition to, to do this work also for other airports, to, to get the experience on how other airports see, see this industry. Uh, make available insights uh, uh, and, and and work on, on new business concepts, uh, uh, stay ahead of the, let's say, the current status quo uh, uh, and, and really be be sharing that in this in this great industry. I like the diversity of the client base. Uh, let's say working for, for, for different customers is really what, what, what makes me tick. Uh, in the company, we have a good mix of uh, ages and experience. So, Let's say the great atmosphere is really allowing us to to extract the best out of out of ourselves and 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 give the best uh, advice we can to our customers. And, and for me, it's I'm a I'm a simple guy. I do what I do best. I look at process. I look at technology, and it just there's this urge to improve. Yeah, and and whereabouts, uh, or should I say, what different sectors have your uh, team been pulled from? Uh, are they, for example, are they have they always been working in the aviation industry? All right. So, you, what's tell me about the different uh, skill sets that the Point Forward guys have? Uh, well, that's that's okay. We have on one side we have uh, uh, people that originate from the University of Applied Science, uh, aviation studies, uh, where I also used to. Uh, uh, lecture so it's a it's a great way of uh, getting to meet uh, new people with great ambition uh, uh, which you can 
let's say, having your company and, and, uh, and work with, uh, but also companies uh, of people coming from uh, uh, security agencies who were, let's say, uh, more in-depth into uh, in operations, into compliance, into training, uh, people that come from larger, let's say, uh, consultancy bureaus, not necessarily in this industry, but have a great mindset on how to how to set up a program. So yeah, it's a, it's a great combination of of people, and uh, we are a, yeah, it's a it's a young, it's an enthusiastic team, and uh, yeah, really really happy with the people I have around me. Yeah, sounds like a really good uh, good mix of people there. So, how does your company's approach give you a different view of the airports market? Would you say? Well, I think first and foremost, we are, I would like to say, we are fact-based, data-driven. Uh, doesn't mean we don't, we don't have any, any gut feeling, right? Uh, we really, uh, you start with a feeling, but we really try to look at the market, look at the, 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 uh, the technologies around us and see if we can turn it into numbers. If the numbers say it's good, we go with it. If I cannot prove or calculate that there is a benefit, I'd say it becomes very difficult to to uh, to convince a customer that uh, uh, that you have to go with it. You have to be able to let's say convince everybody, not by just having a good feeling. So we want to have the right numbers, uh, uh, and we also want to figure out what numbers are right for our customers, because not every customer is looking for for the same number. Every airport is a, is a little bit different. Have their own goals, have their own let's say achievements ahead of them, and we really want to be able to in that market, deliver, let's say, a checkpoint solution for that specific airport that, that meets their number. Uh, and therefore, the I, we call it the consultative approach uh, uh, is on the basis of listening to our customers, understanding what goals they have for now and in the future. So we can basically collect all those ingredients they need uh, uh, to fulfill their goals for now and, and, and for their future. Okay, and, and this brings us to maybe the uh, the topic of our conversation today, which is uh, CT technology. Um, so, perhaps for the benefit of some of our listeners, can you can you further explain the the basics of CT technology? You know, uh, for example, what are we referring to when we when we say CT technology? Well, I say CT. I think the most mostly known to people is uh, the, uh, the the CTs you'll get at the at the hospital, uh, indicating that it is that is a, a highly let's say, uh, advanced machine. I think the best way for me to explain uh, in the context of airports is that current machines at airports rely on X-ray technology, but it's X-ray technology that offers 2D information. And CT, let's say, not going into the technology itself, is also based on X-ray, but it offers 3D information. So the intensified, i say, availability of data is allowing for advanced processing and automated threat detection. So you can improve performance, uh, not only in, let's say, facing the current threats, but also in giving something back to the passenger. And, and I think I can, I can best give this with, a, with an example. We all know when you go to an airport, you need to unpack your bag almost completely. And the real difference between, let's say, the legacy devices at airports today and the introduction of CT is that you can leave everything in your bag, just put it in the in the tray, and it'll just be it'll just be processed. So a better experience handling the threat and swift processing. 
I think uh, one of the immediate benefits that jumps out there is not in terms of passenger efficiency, but uh, I guess with uh, the times as they are, leaving gaps between passengers as well, if they don't have to be in one position emptying all their you know, uh, items, if they can just put them in a tray very quickly and off they go, I think there's obviously a positive impact there on uh, the distance between people using the lanes also. Yeah, distance between the people, uh, uh, the, the time you are, you are in one position. So it, it, it allows for for uh, for airports to organize their, their processes better. Uh, the IPP, as we call it, the image per passenger is, 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 is very low, more predictable. Uh, uh, people go through, sw- uh, let's say, uh, more swift. Implementing COVID measures also becomes, let's say, easier to do. With the introduction of any new technology, there are going to be certain challenges and there'll be a certain level of uh, complexity to it. So when it comes to implementing uh, CT technology, what must an airport uh, consider if they'd like to go down that path? Many people think, how difficult can it be? They see a security line and they think, how difficult can it be? And it's actually very difficult. The amount of space you have in a security checkpoint is very limited. The arrival of passengers is not very predictable. Uh, uh, we have to deal with, with passengers that all arrive when when it suits them. And so queuing is already difficult. The arrival of passengers is, is difficult. And then it all needs to happen in a checkpoint that is typically not very long, not, not very much longer than 20, 22 meters. So there's really, I would say, almost no time for mistakes. So when you see a checkpoint and you think, well, how difficult can it be? Well, if you consider no mistakes, it's very difficult. And there's a high degree of dependency between every component. So everything, uh, say there's, there's, there might be like 10 or more, let's say, OEMs into a checkpoint all integrated together. And this high degree of dependency between these compo- components make that the ecosystem, so to speak, uh, uh, is, is rather rather difficult and you really have to strive let's say successful deployment and and and, and building all these 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 components together and also be ready for future let's say legislation to come into play very simple it's people process technology but it all needs to work work together flawlessly yeah i mean i guess it's so easy uh for an outsider to use the lane and think uh just for example, uh, why can't they have more lanes open or why this or why that? But as you just described there, for example, there might be 20 separate OEMs to make the lane. It's not about the different stakeholder management, but but sometimes the interfaces between the different modules, you know, they're not always going to be seen. So already just in that example you've given, I can imagine that there are, you know, limitless headaches trying to manufacture the perfect lane, of course. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the the, the differences in performance, uh, let's say alarm percentages, uh, belt speeds, human performance. Let's say even look at let's say uh, security agents. They all have their different performance. The one might need fifteen seconds to do a pat down, and the other might need twenty. So how can I let's say design a process that is predictable when I'm dealing with a human machine interface that is different every time or every second of the day? So. As an example, if I'm an airport and I am considering, you know, making an upgrade to my security lane, um, I've always got a lot to think about. So how can I make an effective choice when it comes to the different manufacturers? How can I be confident that I'm making the right choice when it comes to my lane? That's, that's the essential question right there, right? The basis would be get educated. Know what you 
want and know what you're looking for. Uh, if you don't know what you are currently doing in your operations, how can you know uh, uh, what you're looking for? So having the data of your current performance, understanding uh, uh, what it means, uh, having a starting point, allows you to determine in what direction you want to go. What is the performance that you are looking for? Having a clear insight uh, in your, on your current situation and, and knowing how you could, would, uh, and want to change towards a, let's say, uh, uh, a different checkpoint, uh, including CT. Uh, example, the decision time. Decision time for a regular CT and a CT is different. So it's not about just uh, buying the best CT and getting, uh, getting the old one out and getting the new one in. It might actually be that the one you choose is the wrong choice for your checkpoint because it just doesn't, doesn't basically uh, collide very, very, very properly. So you have to understand what's available. You have to understand what you can take in your current, let's say, square meters and, and, and determine, let's say, where your process is and, and where, you want to, where you want to be going. So this sounds a lot like what you do. I, I guess those questions are the same that you would put to an airport as part of your, your own consulting process, I guess. Yeah, this is, this is really where it, all, where it all comes together. And we are really in the mix, in the middle of, of it all. Let's say we want to have a lookout on every possible, let's say, technology out there uh, as an available solution and, and interact with all the airports, understanding all their needs and really, really being able to, to select the right ingredients for every customer or, or tweaking, let's say, uh, 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 some of the performance uh, of an OEM. For instance, uh, if you look at uh, uh, ATRS lanes, it's even looking the same just by, um, let's say, listening to the airport and explaining to the OEM, you can make that same system work differently to suit the demand of that specific airport. And now we've been speaking about CT technology, but um, we have touched on other technologies there. So for airports, what, what other technologies are, are important in, uh, you know, if they're trying to derive maximum value from the CT, what, what else do they need to consider in terms of technology? Having all these, let's say, newer, let's say, more advanced technologies in your checkpoint brings the need to have a ATRS, uh, uh, Automatic Tray Return System, that really brings everything together, that really integrates all the solutions that you have in your lane checkpoint environment, uh, making sure it supports, let's say, all the components in it. Let's say uh, the handling of trays, the handling of the checkpoint, knowing where the queuing is, uh, uh, let's say all that basically orchestrate, it gets orchestrated throughout the, the deployment of ATRS systems. Let's say networking. Let's say making making your screeners available uh, over a network. Let's say through CIP uh, uh, gives you a maximum, let's say, efficiency gain, so to speak. And you can really make sure workloads are are uh, are, are efficient, and you can, I would almost say, squeeze the most out of your, let's say, heavily uh, 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 procured uh, infrastructure. And I think the other thing that I, that I, that I really want to say, and, and, it's, and it's really where I think with, with the customers that we have, and I, I see that in the, in the, uh, the projects that are delivered by, by Vanderlande, is that a successful implementation and delivery of a new checkpoint does not mark a finish line. 
it marks a starting point. So when, when the project guys are done, it actually, uh, it actually starts. So being able to, uh, uh, to do continuous monitoring based on the data coming from the lane will allow you to run a successful and continuous operation. And I think that's really where, where, where the infrastructure shows its benefit. Yeah, but it brings us nicely to our uh, next topic of discussion, which is data. I mean, we've looked at the hardware there and, and how it can be integrated and interface and what the benefits are. But what's your opinion on the, on the role that data-savvy organizations such as Point Forward uh, can play in an airport's future? Yeah, data is everything. I'd say data helps you to, to educate yourself, uh, uh, steer towards uh, a next level uh, in your unique, let's say, airport situation. It educates you on where you have uh, uh, a good thing going, where you might want to have some, let's say, uh, uh, attention point. And it it very often makes a relatively complex puzzle a bit more easy to understand. And and also in the data, uh, uh, there comes an unbiased way of showing it to everybody around you. Uh, 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 to the airport, to the manufacturer, to the people manning it, and it becomes undebatable where you want to have improvements. And and I think that's where data really, really helps. It's in the data, uh, uh, and in the data we can see where is the bottlenecks, where is the stuff that needs a little bit of attention. And 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 I think that's that's really what's helping us. And if from that we can make and maintain. Something, well, I think the digital twin is a, a popular word at the moment, but you can actually have, let's say, all that, those data points, uh, 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 um, let's say, up, I would almost say up on the wall or in a BI environment, you can actually constantly monitor that, tweak it, see, okay, I want to do this, I want to do this. What if I remove this component and I put something else with new specifics? What would it do to my operation? Let's say you could really crunch the numbers, you can visualize the outcome. And, and you can actually understand on how you want to see, steer, and, and, and move into the right direction. Data is king, as always. Data is king, yes. Well, I've been meaning to ask you a question um, away from data, but um, I know, I think you were instrumental in deploying some of the first remote screening systems, you know, when you worked back at Schiphol Airport. Uh, so I'm dying to know, can you, can you tell me a little bit more about that, that experience? Because I think... Uh, there, there's some screening systems we've all been through, I, I think, myself included, through Schiphol Airport. So tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, I think we, we already uh, had, a, had a complete business uh, concept at the time. So we, we saw also looking at other, let's say, uh, processes at the, uh, at the airport that uh, remote screening would be the way to go for, for uh, implementing in uh, security checkpoints. We just couldn't find a company that, that 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 was able to do it. It sometimes felt like a donkey shot at a uh, uh, roaming the market to to see if I could find anybody that that would that would that would do the same. And uh, uh, at the time, uh, I found uh, uh, let's say a, a good ear in uh, in Tim Matthews at the time working for for Opto Security. Uh, we had a good long talk. Uh, at the time, they were developing uh, 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 liquid detection and, and things around it. But when I, let's say, halfway through that, let's say, debate brought up, what about this idea? His eyes became bright and he said, oh, 
We have also been looking at this idea, and that's really that's really where I think an airport and an OEM found each other, and 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 commonly decided that uh, uh, we are moving forward with this. And what I find fascinating about uh, what you've been telling us today, Gunther, is that um, is the the way that security checkpoints evolve. I I find it fascinating that there is never ever a finishing line, uh, and as soon as, like you mentioned, Ellie, you've installed it. Well, fantastic. But um, the data shows us that you can optimize section one, two, three. Have you installed this? There's this new module. There's software. So I guess the question now is, I mean, from all your experience that you've had at Schiphol and now with your own company, Point Forward, what what are the lessons that you've learned about the security environment that, you, that you'd like to take forward, uh, both with your own company and um, you know, for the market as a whole? You're never done learning. Every time you solve a problem, uh, there's a new problem that arises. Uh, if you solve a bottleneck in the process, it, you're not really solving it. You're just making another part of the process the new problem. So it's it's an infinite uh, uh, cycle that you're in, in a constant continent improvement. And, and lessons learned, be yourself. Trust in your experience. Trust in the data that's right in front of you. Let's say it's there. You can measure be self-critical. Uh, very important uh, to to doubt yourself. That's a very healthy thing. Reflect from every angle. Uh, uh, it's not only about uh, you. Let's say uh, defining what's what what is a, a good way forward. Reflect on re- reflect on it from from every angle. You might improve the process in a way that the work becomes less attractive for agents. Well, that's an angle that you really need to think think carefully about. So, yeah. Having that criticism reflect from all the angles, the agents, the passengers, management, operations, just just build it all together. And yeah, together you can go further than alone. Uh, I think that's it's a, it's, it's something that we say often, but it's, but it's very true. Well, I'm afraid that's uh, all the time we have uh, on today's episode of Check-In, which uh, just gives me the chance to thank Gunther van Andrikum for joining us. Gunther, it's been a real pleasure to have you on with us today. Uh, I always like, a, like talking about, let's say, uh, what's, what's keeping me busy. It's, uh, it's really my, my love, what I, what, I, what, I, what I like doing. So, uh, yeah, I hope it was, uh, it was good for everybody. And uh, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to listening to more of your podcast. Well, thanks for checking in with us today and thanks once again to our guest, Gunther van Andrikum. We hope that you're enjoying this series of Check-In, so please don't forget to subscribe if you already haven't and you'll get to hear the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Until next time, thanks for listening and we'll see you again very soon. Goodbye.